And welcome back to another insightful episode of Creatives Chat. We're going to pick up where we left off with Peter Lucas and David Hulse in our after show convo. Streaming from Retro Earth Studio and brought to you by WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Brand Apparel and Learn to play jazz piano like a pro by a pro with Jazz Piano Pro Essentials at jazzpianopro.com. Again, let's tune in. So in terms of these new, like you got some new workshop symposiums happening, how has that just been in terms of just the world exposure to some energetics and everything happening now? Well, you know, it's it's been a it's been a challenge for many years to break through with this information, but we we We've done well to hold it, but that's all changed actually when the pandemic hit mm. and uh, things changed. And I think because people were at home on the computer more and they had more time to read our huge uh, website that we have. There's almost too much on there, but I encourage your listeners to get on there and see what, what's going on and don't be overwhelmed by it. Uh, but it actually changed just recently through the podcasts by those who have asked me to uh and then we've been overwhelmed now now we don't have the uh the inventory to to make uh all of our acquiries of, of of tuning forks and whatever we're just now catching up from the last two podcasts that i did we've been overwhelmed by hundreds of orders that we were not prepared for so uh we're trying to take care of that because i think the window has opened yeah. this is our time now to step up we who've been in the background and been kind of struggling and fighting mm. against resistance. I think it's our yeah. time now. And the tail is going to be made the head. And maybe the head is going to be made the tail, it says in, in the scripture. So this is mm. our time to become ahead of the of the troops, so to speak. Yeah, the call to action. So it's, it's been good. It's been good. But I think my ability to take on religious dogma has been the thing that's helped me mm. to change people's consciousness about things and to move them out of fear-based to more light love-based thinking. Ooh, that know? right there, that's yeah, a huge that's, transition. That's a and I've been doing for many, many years. Well, transmuting fear into love definitely has that heart coherence aspect to it. Yeah. And how has that really kind of taken its own shift and application in your own experience to this great work? Well, it's done good with those who are uh, prepared to receive it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if people have been doing what they came to do and they're at a place to receive that shift, they do it. And that's the ones that I have uh, tried to be available to. Mm -hmm. I've not gone out to try to convert people, but I've tried to be available for people to find me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because I'm not trying to convert people from one belief, BS system to another BS system. <laughs> excuse me, belief system to another belief system. <laughs> but I want that, in, that innate intelligence of knowingness to be open in them. So my, my uh, so-called ministry, whatever you want to call it, is very self-empowering. Mm. I'm not looking to be anybody's guru. I'm not looking to be anybody's great leader. I think that's over. Right. Uh, I think that's all over now. And I think it comes, as you said earlier, so beautifully, it comes from within ourselves. The guru in us. I guess yeah. you've heard this old thing of spelling guru. G-U-R-U. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I know that's old and kind of corny, but it really oh, says great, something though. that you are your own guru. The guru mm -hmm. is within you. And it's yeah. it's and it really is those first recognitions of it, yeah. learning to really trust that higher self and that just yeah. silent knowing that comes in. And that that's the misconception, even in school, like we're taught to refine this tool of the mind. And from that just natural process of using the logical objective, or you could say almost even subjective mind in this point, that it just becomes that attachment point. And it's that it's that shifting back down of just falling back home. I call it, you know, the to me, the heart it's the throne of the soul. It's where we've always been and we've yes. known it. It is the seat of the soul. Yeah, <laughs> it's home. Yeah. And that's why it's it's so fascinating in this process of and I'm, I'm very curious on your experience from your own unfoldment and kind of just this deeper understanding of self and life and just love and truth is how much it just feels like things have always been the same yet you know there's a change you see that there's a shift but it just feels more like home than there's ever been yeah and i think i've lived this uh, famous quote of gandhi uh, be the change that you mm -hmm. want i think i've lived in the change and I've been fortunate that I didn't have another job to go to. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've made my life my spiritual journey mm -hmm. and actually was able to support myself somewhat doing that, being controversial and challenge the status quo of religion and whatever. But I've always found the people to resonate to my message. And all mm -hmm. I've done is just talk what's going on in me mm -hmm. and just let people see if it resonates with them. And from that, mm -hmm. I've always had a uh, a connection with a group of people that has been very supportive in my life. So I guess that's what I'm saying to you is I don't know what it is to have to uh, go out there and be something else than yeah. the change that I am and that I'm trying to be and make with other people who's ready to change. Mm. That's yeah. the that's the funny thing about the fear, the doubts, the you know where the ego and the mind or whatever it is people like to associate as jumps to is just the uncertainty, the doubt. But it's like once you really commit to just living out your truth, mm. the universal laws just kind of kick in, the floodgates open, the paths just start, the strings yeah. get drawn together, and then you just kind of go for it. So it just falls together, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's the way life should be. Ooh, yeah, a very synchronistic. Uh, I believe in that. I believe in divine order. I believe that everything has a reason. Even the things that we miscreate through using our will differently can be given to a higher self and used as a purpose of growth yeah. and learning in our lives. So nothing is lost. So you're wasting energy to sit and stand around and say, I wish I'd have done it different. I wish I had done that. I wish. No, just embrace it all and, and give it to your higher self and turn the lead into gold. Ooh, oh, I love that. <laughs> and the knowing of, you, you know, we speak upon it earlier, the contracts, you signing up for things. I think that's an important concept to touch upon because there are a lot of people out there who they're still coming into the understanding of reincarnation and souls and just the timelines, you know, the different dimensionalities of things. But it's obviously the West is literally demonstrating and showing the fractal nature of, you know, this light universe the energetic components that i mean we just we've known since we're a little atoms don't touch so what are you you know how are you feeling these things yeah. but i mean that's just its own rabbit hole but just in terms of the the awakening into the awakening into this shift in terms of letting go of the old what has been some of the most encouraging things that you can give for people in this time of transformation and empowerment 
of letting go of the old paradigms of letting go of the old concepts of your limitations of understandings and being open to recognize that it's like you signed up for this you you're here for a reason where's the lesson where's the grace right well i think uh, finding modalities such as what we do but there's others that do wonderful things too that are very i think uh wonderful tools to help us to evolve to the next dimension. Uh, I think you have to do that. I think you need some help there. Mm. Uh, I think you need help to get to yourself. Yeah. I, don't, I think the ego has so blinded us through the uh, seeing the world and ourselves through the lens of the five senses that we've lost really that, that contact with the authentic part of ourselves. So that's why I think modalities and training is important to help mm. people to get to that point. Yeah. And I think people have to get to that point that they find their power yeah. because we've given our power away to about everything else around us. And we've kind of lost our power. So mm. we need a new energetic reinvestment system. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what are you investing in? If this what happened to you 20 years ago, 40 years ago, or what happened to you as a child? I know some horrible mm. things happen to people. Things have happened yeah. to me, but I choose not to finance them today. I'm financing because I need all my finance to go toward what's coming through and breaking through for me. And that's mm -hmm. why I get on these shows. Sometimes people want to get on the, you know, political, the vaccines and all that. I say, no, I'm investing in the fifth dimension. <laughs> yeah, we'll be all this stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to feed that. I'm going to feed what's coming in. And, and I think if people <laughs> would do that, and I think there's people out there probably that's going to listen to us that's kind of on that what I call the gap, who'll stand in the gap between the hedge. And I think people are living between a world that's dying and a world that's trying to be birthed. And I think you're searching. And I think if you'll really open your heart up in meditation, prayer, or however you choose to connect with that higher power within yourself, mm. I think it'll guide you to where you exactly need to be and what you need to hear to mm. help you to find this, this new path to no path. See, yes. the no path is the no path because you never left in the first place. Yes. So quit trying to get to goals that have already been done in the story yeah. of creation. And that's why I love the two words, it is finished. That, that it said that Christ said, it is finished. In the realm of creation, it is finished. It's the, it's the realm of form and becoming that we need to evolve and grow and learn, but it mm. is done in the realm of creation. So I want people to find their power in that, to know mm. that the thing that they seek, that they think they don't have, they already have and mm. come from that place of wholeness in yourself. You mentioned a while ago that the biggest thing that people are dealing with is their unworthiness. People yeah. just don't feel worthy because religion and, and, and this culture and society has made us feel that way and dumbed us down to the point that we can be controlled. And, and yeah. we need to, I'm not sure we're doing that well in some cases. Um, I, I think we need some real spiritual training and teaching on what it means to take our power back. And one thing mm. is to grow out of what I call spiritual adolescence to spiritual co-creative adult. Ooh. See? Ooh. Elaborate. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that. we've been through 12,000 years of adolescence, meaning dominion over the earth, men mm. over women, domestication, uh, all of these kind of things for 12,000 years. <laughs> and we're trying to grow up and become a part of the creative process as spiritual adults. So you got to grow up. So look mm. for things that can help you to do that. 
to become that responsible co-creative being that you are and quit looking for something to drop down and rescue you and untie you from the railroad track. That is the one thing that I feel like the school and yeah. educational systems that's really ingrained in people is that saviorism yes. is that it's like, no, stop looking to some authority figure to come solve your problems. Like Jesus didn't. He looked to himself. <laughs> right. Try that. Like, Try that. <laughs> well, that's just another concept right there of just people following <laughs> concepts and not living out truth. And it's fascinating just to see the transformation of it, you know, and it's funny how you say that in, you know, the 12,000 years of just really disharmony with like our beingness is we, we apparently were so tapped into spirit and not really tapped into like the material aspect of what could be done in the, the integration of things. And then, then all of a sudden we went the exact opposite. And now I find we're at this balancing point. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I love that's, it. Yeah, that's it. That middle. Yeah. You said it earlier, the middle road that just <laughs> stayed on it. It. It's funny because the the line that really stands out to me is just this, so it is. We've always been what we are and awakening to it has been profound. And I, I'm just really curious because you had this regression experience that really opened up the the true depth of the contract that we all sign up for. And that right there is something it's a, it's a, you know, I've had my own experiences in Akashic readings and my own knowings and my own practice of the fact that everything I've experienced in terms of what was considered a strife was in fact an act of grace in which it was a gift I gave myself before I even started this life to learn the lessons I needed to really unfold and heal from and that right there is that's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people and this change and falling back into the heart so what would be some words of advice or insight for those that are going to be experiencing this type of inner looking (laughs) well you know I was looking for a particular thing that I wouldn't understand in my my personality and I went when I learned about past life aggression I kind of went from that to this to the very good ones and they were interesting but my answer was in the in-between life was not a past life in between (laughs) life in which I was uh experiencing a review it was all through telepathy it was a whole higher dimension than third dimension experience But when it was over, they said to me, we're looking for enough souls to volunteer because you come from a free will planet. Mm. You cannot be assigned Mm. to it until you choose. We want enough souls to choose because of it being a free will planet. You've not collectively uh, raised yourself to the level of consciousness to establish the new norm of the new age that's coming in. Therefore, we need enough people to choose to 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 live out whatever lifetimes it would take linear to do it in this one. Yeah. And that's yeah. when I got the number four. And that's what I was asking. Here's what I was asking, Peter. Why did I start ministering at 17 years old? I didn't go to a prom. I didn't have the graduation experience. I didn't have wow. growing up. I started pastoring my first church at 19 mm. years old in Montgomery, Alabama, in the midst of all of the race riots and crazy stuff there. And I just left Tulsa playing for an all-black church, an organist at an all-black church. And anyway, what I'm saying to you is I couldn't figure out why it was necessary for me to start so young and miss out. I was almost mad at this kind of idea of God that would do that to me. Then I realized it wasn't I'm a victim of God. I had chosen and said yes to this 
coal that they were making for enough souls to be mm. prepared to reach this level of consciousness collectively to stabilize the new norm. So I was healed in that moment of all my anger, all my regrets, and, and mostly my, my uh, relationship with some kind of idea of a God who was making me do this because I was taught God called you, you know. Mm. And so uh, that, that's what it did for me. It, it let me know that I'm not a victim. That the things in my life, even the unpleasant things that have been difficult, are the most spurts of my growth that yeah. took place. And uh, I want people to find that. Find your story. Not the story, your ancestral human story alone, but your divine story, your divine blueprint. What is the purpose and why you've incarnated? One time or a thousand, I don't care. I don't care how many times you believe you've incarnated, but you are the sum total of a story. And mm -hmm. what is in that story is your purpose for even coming into this third dimensional earth, God school 101. Mm. And the thing is, it even transcends time and space in the sense oh, of how yeah. things truly just unfold. And when you come into these recognitions of just how, I don't know if you've experienced it, but, you know, just having downloads of past lives of past experience past selves and just to see the release of it and then afterwards you're like oh that feels different that <laughs> exactly how long sure. was that really going on in terms of the true i would say like the uh the energetic inertia that was just mm. traveling forward that just never got a chance mm. to stop and that's the stuff that i've found is really fascinating in this term of this time of transformation is it's the pattern recognition for many is becoming so much more clear of the the cycles clear that's it we want clarity yeah yeah burning through the veils yeah yeah and i i want to bring it back to the the forks in the sense of you know for myself like with the 528 i have found that you know the the connection with water has changed too because you know Everyone always like to clarify for the audience that this is water uh, out of the <laughs> copper cup. And just the power of prayer and intention has always has transformed it. We were speaking in a few previous shows, um, Dr. Professor Pollock from University of Washington. He's discovered easy water and he's, you know, diving into that aspect of just like the energetic component of like our more natural state of true like liquid and how it actually is really the future in terms of our understanding of water but again it's that consciousness of the atom and being able to use the prayer in tandem with the physical vibratory yeah. has been so interesting to see the switch because you know i thought the water was already delicious and silky but it just like it just it made it a little sweeter it was like the wildest thing i was like what's going on right now it does change the six-sided water molecule the 528 mm. vibration a lot of people mm. order an extra one to keep in the kitchen and they put it over uh, vegetables and their water. I've had people use it in, uh, in bath water and soak in it in the in the frequency mm. in the water. Uh, it's amazing what people can do with the 528 frequency. Uh, we have what's called a personal kit for anybody that's out there and they don't want to, they're not sure they want to invest in the classes or whatever, which I hope some will do that because really the training is really important right now that you be oh, able yeah. to share this with other people. But uh, if you, you start with that, you get the 528, you get an ohm, and you get just a few little things that you can play with and see how you resonate with the mm -hmm. vibration. So that's a good thing to, to look at. I want to suggest to, to them. Oh, 100%. I, I thoroughly recommend the at least the level one training. You know, it's 
yeah. just the resources and tools you get from, you know, the actual, you know, like the USB with the videos to like the book itself. I've been constantly referring back to that to the point until I feel like fully comfortable diving deep into okay. it and continue to develop my own okay. practice. But I think that's the awesome thing is that it really does empower you with the opportunity to really find your own style and your own form of really working with the forks and not just hitting things together and just listening and chanting. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's an art. I, I always teach all the students, uh, the, the, the learning a technique is for the left brain, mm. right? Yeah. And you'll be glad you had that because you can fall back on your technique when you're working with people, it's not open. But sometimes the, the forks take a life of their own mm. and they, they start flowing through the wave of intuition and guidance. And so that always trumps technique, right? But yeah. I think technique is an important thing so you can have a whole brain experience, right and left brain yeah. experience with the forks. Mm. Mm. Plus, as you know, there's a lot of information and knowledge on those uh, in this class. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, it's deep. And that's the stuff that blows my mind is when you really see how much has been suppressed and how much we've missed out on in terms of the, the progression of yeah. this sacred wisdom. It's it, it leaves me speechless just knowing I was like, oh, my gosh, what's what's the potential of all this in the future? Continuing yeah, to master yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A sound. Because I'm trying to remember. I'm, it's It's slipping my mind right now. But it's I think it was in Arizona or Utah where the man received this insider download of just like that healing chamber, that spherical building. Um, that Sedona, Arizona. Yeah. So it's like, for me, I'm just like, okay, I want to take all of this there, you know, and develop yeah, different types of tubes <laughs> and just different types of chambers just to see like the full effects of what this really can do. Mm -hmm. Cause it's, it's been transformative just in like personal and low key, just like a few clients like work in that self, but it's. We have a great teacher in Sedona that has a bookstore there that, Ooh. Teaches some energetics, yeah. Okay, I have a friend that just moved down there, so we'll have to make some love, connections. Love <laughs> well, and that's the good, like you know, the communities are coming together, and you know, the different whatever people are in them or not, like the ley lines, the different vortex, the vortexes or vortices, and the energy fields that are happening in Earth, like all of those things are becoming more and more empowered. Absolutely. You know, there's been a lot of tension released just globally in certain areas and pockets, and more people are finally getting a chance to breathe again. It's yeah. that clarity from the, honestly, I think it's like the pandemic again, you know, everyone thinks that you can dive into all the other aspects of it, but in truth, it offered an opportunity. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity for correcting and growing and yeah. getting back on track again. And, you know, I think it's a, a very spiritual time. And in that, in your own teachings of this importance of coming back to the heart, where does the journey really begin for those that are still dealing with victimhood? Well, again, I think uh, heart math is a wonderful place to start. If people are not familiar with heart math and heart math teaching, um, it's, it's in Boulder, I think in Boulder Creek, California is the headquarters, but they've done the research is what I love about them. Mm. To the point that they brought what we talk about here and they proved it. Oh, yeah. They proved DNA can connect with the same DNA miles away and all the things that are woo-woo. They have made very uh, scientific enough that they can go into corporations and big businesses and teach heart math and to teach wow. the breathing uh, of this new knowledge that the heart has a, a, a part of the brain and the brain has a part of the heart and how that we need to reconnect 
uh, to that. So that's where I would start. I would start learning more about the heart and and uh, learning to breathe from the heart and to live from the heart and how to uh, interpret the language of the heart, which is a light language. Mm-hmm. You know, I was asked on one of the podcasts that I did and spoke to, I spoke to a lot of thousands of people, but she just shocked me in the middle of it saying something about, do you speak in tongues? And I've never been asked that by people uh, in this realm of thinking. And I said, I do, because that was part of my experience in Pentecostalism was to yeah. speak in tongues. When I had that experience of the, of the roses and all that yeah. was what changed my life. And I said, I've come to learn to know that speaking in tongues sometimes is that part of our potential that is speaking light language that has not been interpreted to the brain yet. <laughs> Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I mean, it's a whole different take than than what I was taught in doctrine. But I know mm-hmm. it was an experience that I cannot uh, deny that is real to me today. And, and I do believe that people should think about uh, letting their soul spirit make sounds mm. that not necessarily make any sense to the brain. It's like I don't know Chinese. Or uh, the other day I was getting a manicure or something and these little Vietnamese girls were talking to each other. I thought that's the craziest language I've heard in my life. How could that be a language? How are they talking? But they knew exactly what they were saying. And when that spirit beyond our understanding speaks, we don't have the understanding of it. But we're Mm -hmm. activating that potential into a language Mm -hmm. that can be given to the heart. The heart shoots it up to the pineal gland in the brain. The brain takes it and makes it into light electricity electrical energy, gives it to a neuron, and you have an aha moment. And that is what an epiphany is. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you got to marinate in that one. Rewind <laughs> that back. You know? I'm that. <laughs> yeah. That's Photon powerful. energy light can't come to the brain because of the defenses of the, of the yeah. ego. So it goes to the heart portal. Mm. Heart shoots it up to the pineal gland. Pineal gland has the ability to make uh, melatonin and all that. So it's how it, mm. it has to do with the cycles of sleep and awake. Think mm. about it on a spiritual level, because mm. I was told the pineal gland in the late 70s was the most spiritual organ in the human body. Mm. Yeah. So it takes that information that we can't understand, puts it into electrical magnetic ability for the brain to get it. And when mm. the brain gets it, you have that epiphany moment. Yes. And, you, yes. and also you have an expansion of your consciousness. Yeah. And in truth, the two, the, the one thing that always resonates too, is the, even just the center of our own energetic field, that radiation from the heart, it always has been here. It always has been and here. And heart math has proved that. Yeah. It's proved that at least eight or nine feet come out from the heart, probably more, but they proved yeah. scientifically that that does happen at all times. This gets us into another aspect of just the connecting on the level of the heart of just simply that, you know, I know a lot of people, even just like, you know, I, I always give the namaste or, you know, I I bless you, bless me, same thing, one in the same, but there is always that the physical closure of people who are just not listening or tapped in with their own heart, where it has the physical response of really putting the shutters over the light that wants to really just radiate. Cause when you're happy, when you're really just, again, you're in the essence of dancing your dance, yeah. you're just like, you feel the warmth shining from you. 
And that's the magic where it's like, it's the subtleties of our experience that have always shown us like the truth of what is. And it's just, yeah. it's so cool to see it being. The, the title of my uh, spiritual center here is Heart Light Spiritual Center. Okay, there we go. Uh, which is Heart Light Spiritual Center, charlotte.org, if people's interested in my teachings, which I have a lot of teachings on there, especially Wednesday morning, I do an hour class on just channeling tons of information. So if you if you like this type of thing I'm talking about, you can get a whole bunch of it on heartlightcharlotte.org. And uh, uh, yeah, you're so right. But we called it Heartlight because we're trying to learn to live more from the heart. Yeah. The heart gives us resilience. You know, if we stay in our head, we may be angry longer, but if we stay in our heart, it's less and less and less and less. Mm -hmm. And, and I really believe in heart living. Yeah. And the, and the power of just tapping into the, what you could even say, like the human expressions that radiate from the heart, you know, just gratitude, just love, appreciation, just recognition of grace. I always challenge everyone when you're in a stressful moment, like someone cuts you off in the road, bless them, give them love and just and see how focus breathing. Ooh. Heart so tell me is, is a count of, uh, Okay, we breathe from our stomach, but if you breathe and hold it up to the heart, one, two, three, four, five, exhale, one, two, three, four, five. If you do that two or three times, you're disconnecting from the brain mm. and you're 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 causing resilience to what mood you're in. If you're angry or you're upset, mm. whatever, you're you're tapping into that and, and changing that whole and shifting to heart-centeredness. That that was a word that just sparked a lot that shifting and it's that's what's necessary is for people to really fully come home you know shift away from the temporary and come back to the eternal that's always radiating and it's that peace and that's always the funniest thing in the spiritual journey and unfoldment just seeing all the the works with people is just it never left you it is you it's that emptiness, that stillness, the, I love how you put it, the no, the no thingness, just like, oh yeah. And like, yeah. everyone's been using that for a while, but it's just like, it just hits different when you finally tap into it yourself and you experientially know it. I just wrote a little thing on uh, the, the nothing that is everything. You know, it's in that void, that empty mm -hmm. space. And that's what started this with me in 88 was a statement on a cassette tape by Deepak Chopra, I didn't know, who said that new physics has found out what we thought was empty space in the cell is not empty, but a teeming electromagnetic field of all possibility. Mm. And Peter, in that moment, I found God in me. God wasn't a little person or a thing, a guy in the sky that looks like me. It was a field, a void of mm. nothing that was possible to become everything that I needed. Mm. So you mm. got to get back to it. So I went through a place where I didn't believe anymore the way I was taught. I wasn't sure I believed in God, believed in anything. But you see, I went to the no thing. And out of that, I started having experiences called cellular awakenings that begin to change my entire life. And one of the first things that was used to do that was a connection with Marianne Williamson in A Course in Miracles. And the reason is A Course in Miracles gave me the old Christian language and corrected it into a new language for me. And that was a great bridge for me to be able to come into a place where I could start downloading my own spiritual information. Ooh, tapping yeah. in with self. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. 
because again so many people are disconnected from their they can't even interpret what is their their truth because they're just <laughs> so identified with everything happening around up here in the temporary see i'd mm. say i think truth the truth of the capital t is your identity it's not your philosophy or your thought jesus said i am the truth i don't have the truth follow me i'm going to create a great religion called christianity learn who you are and you'll know the truth and mm. i have a saying once you know the truth everything else is entertainment Ha! <laughs> I love that. That's so great. It's, it comes back to the, the East. I think I heard it first through Muji and came to recognize it myself where it's, you know, I think it's that innate curiosity. I was searching for myself, searching for my truth. I came to recognize what wasn't clearly. So I had to find what was. And in that search for truth, I found God. And in that search for God, I found myself. Mm. And it was just one of those moments where it was just like, Okay, everything's different. Everything's hidden different now, but it just there's so much more appreciation. I think that's the one thing that I feel like every light worker has always gone through that journey of just like really wanting to shout it from the rooftops, just this beautiful yeah. truth, oh, and then everyone be like, "Shut up!" <laughs> you know? One of my favorite little parts of the Bible is Psalms 82, where it, it's saying that supposedly God is saying this. I don't know who's saying it, but I like it. It said, um, "Why?" Why do you let the world be off course? Do you not know you are gods? Why do you lay down and die like the princes of the world when you are the children of the Most High, El Elyon? Mm. And I thought, you oh are gods? Little GDLS? I thought, wow. And then, of course, Jesus quotes that again in John and says, as your law has said, you are gods. So this is Bible just right flat out there, but they can't see it because of their dogma. Mm. lens that they look through that's that's an interesting aspect in terms of the psalms 82 for reference anybody wants to read it it's eight of the most powerful little verses in the bible and that's yeah just mic drop at that point where it's, you don't have to worry about that it's, <laughs> it's the it's a <laughs> sense of this type of release of these old energetic patterns through the use of vibration and frequency which as i've found is incredibly fascinating is being able to come through the grounding and being able to connect and bridge the chakras and have it just release and just see the mm -hmm. i like how you put that the cellular awakening yes. that's that's fascinating concept well if, if that empty space is a field of all possibility that means the intelligence of the universe is in each cell of your body it's a it's yeah. a, a microcosm of the universe right yeah. so that means and that's why the the bible and christianity says the holy spirit knoweth all things teaches you all things and brings all things to remembrance mm -hmm. that's what it's talking about it's calling it the field the field of all possibility so uh oh. yeah it, it's amazing that once you activate that and mm -hmm. awaken it uh then it starts showing up in your con as consciousness not in mm -hmm. your consciousness, but as your consciousness will expand your consciousness to universal cosmic consciousness, which connects you to the big kahuna, whatever that is. You know, my definition of God is something undefinable, non-local consciousness that's interacting with itself, and we are the itself it's interacting with. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. That's, that was my definition. Oh, I know. I'm going to... I just write that down, taking you know, Rusty's <laughs> taking notes. So it's like, yeah, timestamp that one. That's a great, that's a great highlight. And it just comes back to the sense of, you know, just even the cell the cellular awakening. There is so much information just in the DNA that hasn't even been 
been awakened yet and just to how much we don't even know like what we're really capable of that's the fascinating aspect of this whole transformational period 97 percent is what uh carl sagan said now i think probably that's changed these numbers but he said only 97 percent only three percent of 97 percent has been awakened the rest is genetic gibberish which would be another reason for tongues. Tongues <laughs> is the gibberish of unused DNA manifesting to come up for activation. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Well, I mean, it's just a new, a new exploration to tap into. And that right there is, you know, I've, the fall, I've always seen this commonality between the different cultures all globally is that there was a fall, there was a fall. And I always, obviously people see this as, you know, the, some type of story, the original sin, but I was like, no, I like this to me is the fall of what arose is we, we fell out of that divine harmony, that pure knowing. And ultimately this is the, and see, this is where it takes the, those that are very, again, loving, because that's part of the process. We had to go through this to, i fully see it as almost like that catapulting around the dark side of a planet just to get that extra energy to keep going further. It's like, Love it. what's going to happen after? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's the uh, mystery. Mm. The mystery. And, and, and I love the, I think it's Carolyn Mace that says, live the mystery with elegance. Ooh. Isn't that a great saying? I love that. Live it with elegance. Yeah. There's so much to worry about. There's, but the only thing that we live is that in, in infinite now. And just finally, just, I think that's the one thing right there though, is even from the tapping into the different frequencies, I've found that just through some communication, just like feedback with some clients of mine with the forks themselves is when you're so invested into just being here and listening to the frequency and the vibration and really trying to feel it and just, ex just be open for the experience of the moment. Yeah. It's that, shedding away of the attachment of the temporary where you just come back to the intimacy of the now and that's when that infinite potential of the cosmos starts to just creep in and those opportunities to awaken those aha moments just come yeah. tenfold thousandfold infinite fold because you're finally holding space for yourself yes now a real good thing you might want to do and just play with sometimes is play a fork and ask the, the person what what do you feel listening to this work? What comes mm. up into your mind? Ooh. And that way it's letting the person be a part of the of the technique and not the healer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've got to you've got to dance with them. You've got to partner. Right? And, and sometimes I put out the forks in workshops and I let people go to the which color fork you're attracted to, and then I give them a reading <laughs> on what they picked out and why they picked it out. Wow. Ooh, yeah. those are revealing. I love those. Because people don't consciously always know what they really need mm. or seeking. You know, you have to yeah. go deeper and find the guidance. Well, I think that's the most important thing I think about the, you know, you talk about the the balancing act of, you know, teaching a technique and then developing it as your own kind of creative expression. But it's that it's that aspect of the intentions ahead of time is that really fully clearing the ground of your own being to be present for them in the moment to really just dance with the energy. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful thing. And I, again, I highly encourage everyone, I highly encourage everyone to really get the trainings. That's, it's it's one thing to have the tools, but it's another thing to understand how to utilize Train them. The understanding, the power is in the understanding of everything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
You're right. So I think we got like five new shirts for you guys out of this. Uh, you got some great quotes. <laughs> Just throw those on the back. Good. <laughs> Well, it's been wonderful. I mean, you're just great. I always wonder, like, is there going to be a, a, a resonance between me and who I'm talking to? But, man, I feel like we've had church. <laughs> well, that's the magic of, you know, the real recognizes real is when that's in the beauty of life and why it's always this gracious gift that never ceases to amaze me is because it's the same ground of being in which we all stand upon. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter the creed. It doesn't matter your, you know, shape, size, whatever. It's it's the knowings of what is that's always been. You can't fake that. <laughs> like, that's right. It is the isness, is right. Ooh, the isness. See, that's one that I've been trying to utilize a little bit more for people. It's like, yeah, go beyond the being. I, I, like, I use this idea when Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. And I say, the business is isness. <laughs> You're teaching them, I am, I is what I is. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I love words it. once in a while to get oh it's it's great and it makes so much more it's it's just hilarious because it makes so much more sense when you think about it like that I, oh my gosh it's the whole language is set for this truth just revealing itself to us and i think that's the power of when you break it down to you know the the older languages and in terms of learning like arabic and just like translating from hebrew like i know you mentioned one of them in terms arabic. of like or in terms of the uh, the vibe, it changing from like into vibration, like what were some of those other ones that really like stood out where you're like, whoa, 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 this changes everything of how this whole like book, this this whole psalm, this whole everything is going to be interpreted. I've really come to conclusion for me that English is probably one of the furthest languages from truth mm. that there is. You have to go to mm. the you have to go to Sanskrit. Yeah. ancient Hebrew and Aramaic are probably closer than say English or German because they're left brain engineering type of, uh, of languages. They really are. They're kind of harsh in some way. They're not the romantic languages at yeah. all, you know? And that's why it was important for me to go back and get the context of the culture and the language in which these people spoke. Yeah to put it in the a right context. And that should be being taught in Sunday schools to kids, you know, is, is to teach about the culture uh, of their Bible and where it came from and, and, and the mm. time and all that type of thing. Uh, but because we, the ego mm. tends to bring it back to, it looks like me. And if yeah. I'm white, then Jesus is white. God is an old white man up in the sky. And, and then you can go to Jesus is black, Jesus, all that we reflect yeah. ourselves mm. right yeah. uh, and, and we we create the creator in us and that right there the creation of the creator in us you know it's this game of self exploring self through this sense of otherness yet the whole trick of the game is really just to fulfilly i guess you should say is to fully fulfill your own shoes by being your full self by that's very well put Absolutely. And that's that's the unique gift of the one that is allowed to be the expression. Because for me, I'm a big knower of the sense where it's it's all puzzle pieces. We're exchanging those puzzle pieces of perspective. It helps create a better image of this great mystery. And it's getting people to come back to that point of union with their own beingness. And I'm right there with you in terms of, I think, especially with English and how it's pushed globally, it's intentionally a confusing language. 
Yes. You know, it's intentionally, there's a lot of things that are hard to say in other languages that just don't resonate with our heart. The, the coulda, woulda, shouldas, all these different tenses that just don't add up to what really is in life. That's right. That's right. Mm. So powerful. See, that's the thing is you, the, I appreciate your knowledge. You have to, you have to really have such an understanding in all these different fields to really come to where you've come to these recognitions. It's really cool to see. Well, people think somehow I've spent tons of time and whatever and great studies and whatever I have to a point, but most of this has been my own ability to remember. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Just I mean, I've got everything out of a book or a textbook. Yeah. I tell people I didn't go to theology school. I went to neology school. It's kind of in prayer, seeking the truth, not going somewhere and letting them tell me what the truth is. I guess mm. I was selfish, but I wanted to know what my truth is. And that, what right, some religion's truth was. But that's the key right there. Seeking for your own truth, you tap into the universal. Mm. It's one and the same. That's the coolest thing about it. It's just yeah, like yeah. that innate knowing of just like those intuitive downloads where it's, you shouldn't know that, especially. With but like, I, I don't think that I'm so chosen and special. I think what happened is I opened. Ooh, you receive. Open your soul, open your heart, open yourself. I used to love this worship thing of putting your hands out like this, because I saw that as me just saying, surrender. Here I am, universe. Use me. Let me be your availability in the world today flow through me as me that was my mantra my affirmation flow as me yeah. flow through me as me that's a shirt yeah. right there too yeah that's it <laughs> bingo i love it. It, it there's so many people that resist the resistance and it's that concept of surrender that's so important you know it's i find in the human experience in terms of the physical stuff you know you have your hand on a hot burner you have your hand on a hot plate whatever it is you know a pot we instinctively let go, but for everything else in life, we don't. We hold on. Yeah, yeah. We just hold on. Grasping, it's called in Buddhism. <laughs> so can you can you account that that sense of just the surrender to just your own beingness, or is that something that you really had to learn? Wow, good question. Maybe a little both. Mm. I think it was already part of my contract, so to speak. In other words, what I'm saying, I think I came in with a certain nature toward yeah. surrender. Yeah. But I think on the other hand, I think that life gave me this, this uh, being different and unique enough that mm. it pushed me to a point. Sometimes I didn't care enough about the validation. That makes sense to you? Yeah. I mean, I come from a family of preachers and ministers. I could have stayed in that religion and done well. And, and I wanted, I wanted uh, that first chakra validation of my tribe, but I, I couldn't do it. I didn't want it enough to not be true to myself. So I walked away from mm -hmm. it. See, and how could I've done that on my own if it hadn't already been put in me as a potential that I could do that? Yeah. You know, and I did. And it was hard. And I paid a lonely price for a lot of years to be rejected by family. Uh, that mm. never spoke to me to their dying day because I left the faith. But wow. that that yearning in me was so powerful, that drawing towards something that I didn't even know what it was. It was like a uh, I, I was in a, a journey that I didn't know where I was going to, but I decided to be excited about the journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. 
that's just love of life and love of truth. And it really does guide you through everything. Well, there's nothing worse than complacency and apathy. If anybody out there is listening to us and they're stuck and they think they're just going to find something in the confinements of their little boundaries, I encourage you step out of the box, step out of the box, go on the adventure and let spirit uh, really do what it wants to do with your life to bring it to a fullness and a holiness of your life. Yeah. And it's that letting things guide. And I think it's really the, the, the phase of inaction. So many people I find, especially even, even nowadays, given the opportunities that have arisen, there is still a sense of inaction. And I always like to just encourage people in the sense of just, just trust, just trust yourself, trust life. Like it's here to uplift you and to provide these opportunities to awaken deeper to ourselves. But so many people get caught up in that initial fear, which is the truth. You know, as I see it, like the duality is it's not, love and hate it's love and fear it's that restrictive confining force and just in terms of i guess i would say almost even like words of encouragement or just your own understanding of it is the first steps to overcoming fear or transmuting fear into love rather what would you say is probably that first step for most well i try to come from some of the philosophy of a course in miracles if you're familiar with it it says the two Mm -hmm. Two opposite realities cannot exist. One is real and one is not. <laughs> so we choose that love is real and the absence of that real is, is, the, is what we call fear. Yeah. It's the same way if you think of night. People think night's not real. Night is just an absence of the sun hitting this side of the earth. There is no night. There's just a vacancy. So night is not real, but light is real. So you have to realize that fear is a, a, a person's perception of the absence of love in their life. Oh, gosh. Yes. And then I, I guess you've heard this acronym, fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and those things do speak to us. I know they're overused sometimes, but, but, but we can't, we have to realize what we're making real outside of ourselves is with our power. Mm. there's nothing real outside mm. of our power. And, and there's a, I use this scripture in Psalms uh, 115 that says, and they made images that had eyes that could not see, ears that could not hear, feet that could not walk, mouth that could not talk, but they became like them. Ooh. So these psychological images and idols of belief that are not aligned with truth become mm. real yeah. out here because we mm. give it our power to make it real. Yeah. Gods and goddesses of manifestation and creation. Be careful what you invest yourself into. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. I just got to say, and with that, David, thank you so much for coming on Creative's Chat. I just have one last thing I need to ask you. What's some words of wisdom for the listeners out there? Well, I think it's back to the word trust. Mm. Trust the process. Trust the process. We're Western. We're, we're been under decades and years of uh, masculine male left brain dominance for so long that we're, and I teach that uh, the masculine is product, feminine is process. Think about that. So we're people that we want it fast, we want it quick, we want magic, we want this to happen. And I think that more that the goddess feminine energy of the soul is coming in, the more people has gone to workshops to learn process. 
See, yeah. uh, back in the religion I have, all his is praying Jesus' name is going to happen. That's what they told us. Anything we pray in Jesus' name is going to happen. So I was looking for miracles and magic things to happen, and I never learned process. And, and that's the thing about mm. that's missing in Jesus' life is that 18 years in the Bible that he went out and learned process and went to Kashmir and India and learned how to do alchemy and change water. Into water. He was a quantum man. He understood that it was mostly empty space and, and matter, and matter wasn't real, and he, he learned the illusion. He wasn't so supernatural. He was just very informed and mm -hmm. wisdom of the ages, right. and he wants us to be. So I would say to people, ask your higher self, whatever higher power that you uh, are connected to, to lead you and guide you into whatever it is that can raise your vibratory frequency and consciousness out of the depths of this deep human hypnotic dream that we've all been a part of and immerse and awake out of it as an awakened light being. And not for just yourself, but do it for the planet because the planet is hurting and she is calling her children to show up at this time. Mm, powerful. I, oh. I couldn't have said anything close to that, but I love every ounce of it. It just resonates with me. It's chills. And with, with that, I you inspire me, Peter. I'm inspired today. Oh, thank you. Make you it so easy. Much. Oh, and with that, thanks for tapping in. Roll the thank outro. You. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of Creatives Chat. Thank you for watching. Join us every Thursday at 3.33 p.m. Pacific Daily Time as creative minds get together and chat about who knows what. View more episodes on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks again to our sponsors for making this show possible. Thank you, We Are Storically, for your conscious human apparel. Shop online at wearehistorically.com. Hi, I'm Darius Wilrich. I'll teach you everything you need to know about playing jazz piano like a pro with my 12-week online video course and downloadable guidebook, Jazz Piano Pro Essentials. Enroll today at jazzpianopro.com. Thank you for joining us. Have a happy always. And subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's refreshing. <laughs>